Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. Howdy. Yay. <laughs> And man, I'm going to tell you what, I'm really excited about a couple things. Um, the article that uh, I published on the TAPS Act is going crazy. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of views going on uh, our, our shares and thousands and thousands and thousands of, of, of people who are reading this article, and it's so important. Let me show you what else, JC. Someone some liberty-loving patriot, has created a presidential petition based on that TAPS article. The uh, If you follow me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, you can see this, a link to all of this, so you can go sign this petition. I just want to say, you know, JC, I'm not always a really big fan of these particular online petitions right. because there's really no way to actually verify if someone has read the petition. And unlike a petition in person, you're not handing it to someone. And, and there seems to be a, a sort of, I don't know, a f sort of lacking on enforcing the the terms of the petition, the whole no, purpose a, of the right of petition of the government for a redress yeah. of your grievances is is to look them in the eye, you well, know? This, and this is just another avenue of having your voice heard. Yes, yes. And that's really what it is. Yeah, and I like it because... It's, they, it's not the constitutional definition of petition. Right, exactly, exactly. But I'm I'm really pleased. I don't, like I said, I'm not usually one that jumps on the bandwagon of these, these online petitions. But, you know, J.C., this TAPS Act is a really big deal. It's a really big deal. And I just, you know, I really hope that mm -hmm. it will sink into the psyche of the people on, on, on how important these issues are. So if you have not read that article yet, if you have not shared it with your representatives, you can go to chrisannhall.com. And it's the now the second article on the website, HR 838 TAPS Act, you are being lied to. Look, I want everybody who's listening to somehow send this article to your representative and your senator. Uh, I, this rarely do, I mean, 
Unfortunately, we don't have things that are really this bad that often, but this is a really this bad kind of thing. This reminds me of the indefinite detention, the, the indefinite yes. detention provisions in NDAA. That Which we weren't able then. to defeat. Yeah. But I think we can defeat this time. I, I believe that we have more of people awake now than we did in 2012. Um, you know what the NDAA? In NDAA? The no, in no, no, no. No, no, no. In America. You know, other than 2011. I, I, I yeah, but I don't know that we have any, you know, greater number of people in Congress that that listen and are responsive to their constituents. No, but I think that I think the American people uh, are are beginning to really, you know, that the the movie "I'm Mad as Hell and I'm Not Gonna Take It Anymore" kind of thing. I think people are reaching that sort of that sort of point, and people are really, really looking for effective, productive outlets. And I'm hoping that they'll come to chrisannhall.com, they'll come to libertyfirstuniversity.com and, and see that we're providing you with the tools to have those effective outlets. Yeah, then go sign the petition and let your voice be heard. Go Contact sign your, your position. representatives. Right. See, I actually contacted many, several representatives and said, hey, read this and then call me back. I haven't heard from anybody. Yeah, tell so me where I'm wrong. Tell me where I'm wrong, please, please, please. Uh, speaking of of, of exciting things, uh, JC, I got an email today from the Southern Poverty Law Center, mm -hmm. wanting to do an interview with me, and they what they did was actually her. Um, I have it here on the website. Her name is uh, Rachel uh, Janik, J-A-N-I-K. And she is a, she identifies herself as an investigative reporter with the Southern Poverty Law Center. And she sent me a list of questions and gave me the opportunity to answer them in writing. JC, why do you think that the, the Southern Poverty Law Center is actually contacting me this time I, and I, asking me for written response? Checkbook. Yeah, checkbook. Because they've paid out millions and millions of dollars lately in these uh, defamation type lawsuits. Yeah. These guys are unhinged. If they have a disagreement with you politically, then they target you and start calling you violent, racist, domestic terrorist. You know, you're you're essentially responsible for people dying. And then they distort words, make completely fabricate stuff that people say. So, uh, so it was it was very surprising. Uh, to get that quite the fact that they would reach out. So maybe they're being a little, maybe they're a little more circumspect because they've been well, slapped these last few times. Here's the thing that I think, see, they, they sent us the questions with practically insufficient time to answer them. Yeah. That was one peculiar thing. Can you answer these questions? And Oh, by the way, 20 minutes from now, we're, we're going to file this, whether you answer or not, but right. we'll do a retraction if we we'll, we'll get yeah, it later. We'll, we'll do, but you know we'll how do that goes. a correction. Uh, we'll add an, your statements yeah. in later if you get them done, you know, so. So it wouldn't, it actually wouldn't surprise me because you know, that's the way newspapers mm -hmm. do their thing. So it wouldn't surprise me if, if they do their, their story and then they say, Oh, well, we, did, we weren't quite able to include your responses mm -hmm. in the initial story, but we'll be bringing that forward later. So it was like, you know, page 42, bottom left-hand corner. Here's <laughs> here's a link to what Chris Ann Hall sent us. 
But yeah. but you actually went ahead and posted it in full. Uh, in full. So I, that I posted, people know what you I said. posted the questions that Rachel Janik sent me, and I posted the response that I sent her. And what's interesting is I know for fact that they got the the uh, my response on time because I actually when when we got the and I believe this is sort of I believe this is actual divine intervention that you actually got because you are the clearinghouse for most of the emails that come in. I mean, most of the emails come to me <laughs> right away. Yeah, so I can't possibly. I, I have. Let me just let you know. I have a team of people who shield and protect me. And JC, obviously- I'm is, just one of them. He, he, well, I, I, don't, I don't filter all the emails. He's major, my major knight in shining armor over here. And Janet is the other uh, part of that who, that shield me from, I mean, there are people that send well, not, really nasty stuff my, my way and I don't need to see all I that. I don't, so. honestly, I, there's, these days, I mean, that was true. A while ago, I haven't seen stuff like that in a very long time. So right, we don't, we don't yeah, get right. a lot of garbage like that. Yeah. And I, it's not. I don't well, I wouldn't shield. know because I never actually saw yeah, any yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't so. know if shielding's the right word. I'm just we're just trying to sort, you know, what's yeah. pertinent. I mean, we have people that do certain things that's got nothing to do with what you know what you're doing right. in in the in the organization. So I mean, that's come on, that's just the way people run business. Right. So anyway, it's not blocking anything. I, what my point was, it, it's actually kind of a miraculous that you saw it when you did and yeah. you immediately sent it to me and said, hey, this needs a response right now, because a lot of times it can take me hours and sometimes days to get to these articles. Sure. And we sat down right away. Yeah, I have to sift through a ton of emails. Oh, my goodness. I can't even imagine. And sat down and I texted her immediately, said, I've got your email. I'm, ish I'm issuing you a response. When's your deadline? And so we were having this text communication, and as soon as I finished writing it, I text, I texted her, the email sent, it's in your box. She responds, I got it, great, thank you very much. Well, there you go. So I don't know. So what was the general gist of their inquiry? Well, the inquiry had to do with the group that I spoke at last week. We talked about, or at least I you weren't on the show when I talked right. about it, I talked about it on the air about the group where people alleged were was full of wh white supremacists and mm -hmm. that I somehow should not be speaking to a group of white supremacists as yeah. if speaking to those people makes me those people so she said she asked why did yeah. you think it was a good fit yeah, or she appropriate said, or something like she that she said can you explain why you thought the league of the south venue was a good fit for your presentation Mm -hmm. Well, I don't fit my presentations. Right. I, in nine years, I have never solicited a venue. Venues come to me. And I have never, ever turned away a venue unless it was physically impossible for me to be there. Yeah, I, and, and I don't know about, I don't know the word fit or whatever, which, you know, their perspective is, you know, trying to sort of lean toward, Obviously, you agree with their racist views or whatever. That that's their whole whole line. So that's the that's the fit. How, well, how do you fit if they're if you're not a racist, then how yeah. do you say you fit? Well, but so, I think the other thing too is their general understanding of speakers is that speakers who go around the country and speak have one speech they do over and over and over again. So they don't realize that I have multiple classes and that it's the people who bring me in who actually choose the class. Well, what I thought was interesting. It, in the venue, and we heard the 
I don't know if you went into this on the show. I hadn't. I still haven't got a chance to listen to that show. But I don't know if you talked about the introduction. No, that one I didn't guy get gave. into the details of the show so, at, so of the, the meeting at well, all. Well, the fact of the matter is, uh, they didn't. Agree, they don't agree with what you teach according to what they said. So mm-hmm. to me, that's why it's a fit because. Why do you teach this information? Who do you teach it to? You teach it to people who don't know it or who have some contrary point of view. And that actually was the case with this group. Right. So I... My point in being there, and that was part of my response to to Miss Rachel, was to give information, to give instruction to correct error. Yeah. I didn't know I would be correcting error when I went in there because I don't actually research groups before I go. We just go and teach. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Remember, you can watch us on YouTube. So go to YouTube and search out for the Chris Ann Hall YouTube channel, and then you'll find all the daily journals up there going back years and years and years and years and years. I want to mention to you uh, that we have the emergency scheduled training for Red Flag Laws and TAPS Act Constitution training, August 30th, Gainesville, Texas. Go to chrisannhall.com and register for this class. There is an entrance fee to help us pay for the venue and there will be food provided so we need to know how many people are coming and we need uh we need to make sure that everybody is registered so we can have the right kind of stuff there so go to chrisannhall.com register for the gainesville training august 30th it's on the same page with the gun training so you don't have to select all of it just choose the friday night event or choose the whole weekend gun training we're cool with that too because that's life-changing life-changing and so you can also go to chrisannhall.com get the southern poverty law center interview that's the title of the article you'll be able to see the questions that the splc sent me and my response now what's interesting is i've they said their deadline to publish was mid to late afternoon mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything published and they didn't send me anything. And I actually did a Google search right before we started recording this show. So I don't know. I don't know if they actually published anything at all or if they published something and decided to leave me out altogether. I mean, maybe they just decided my response was something they couldn't twist and turn and pick through. Plus, plus JC gave me some a pointer, some pointers, and said, "Hey, we're going to put in there. We're publishing everything on our website, so they well, know they're not going to be able to, you know, twist well, it. First, it's published." Yeah. So that's first off, we know SPLC in particular, their penchant for defamation, mm-hmm. which is demonstrated by the lawsuits that they've lost recently, mm-hmm. uh, and our experience with so-called journalist in general. Right. I don't I don't care who the journalist has been. 
if it if it was not you talking for yourself on the video, on live. the audio, live, <laughs> live, then it was wrong. It was wrong. Every time there was something missing, something changed, something distorted, something twisted. And I don't care who the journalist was, conservative, left, right, in between. Right. It has been consistent that somehow journalists don't seem to be able to comprehend the English language and then convey what is told to them. And in many, many cases, they're sitting there with a recorder. I know. They record the audio (laughs) and still get it wrong. So I said, you know what? You, You ought to share and let them know you're sharing and publishing your response so that once people, they can see the article and they can see what was actually said and know whether or not, you know, it's accurate. You know, if there's. By the way, I think everybody should do that. In, in, yeah, in any case like that. Wasn't like, there a basketball player who 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 used to do that all that <laughs> yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, actually recorded right? Any time he was interviewed, yeah. he recorded it. He said, "I'm going to be recording this." They yeah. looked at him like he was crazy. He's like, "No, you're not you misquoting know, me. You're not going to." Yeah, listen. I think everybody should do it. <laughs> so that. even even basket NBA players are are the victim well, of these had, misquoting. We had a pastor who was interviewed by. CNN. CNN came in, sat down, set up their cameras and all that. And then over to the side, Pastor had his own camera team filming yeah. the filming. And they <laughs> Which were like, made the CNN yeah, what are you, really what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Why are they here? Well, we're going to we're going to have a record of what was actually said. You're filming me. I'm filming you. Yep. We're going to make sure everybody's it's a check and balance kind of Absolutely. thing. So we got to make sure everybody's square. Right. So I think you should always do that. Always. Every situation yep. you deal with journalists or somebody going to quote you or publish you. Mm-hmm. So, JC, I part of of this mind numbing surrealness going on in America today is the completely unhinged nature of our FBI. I don't know since the days of Herbert Hoover. Is that who it was? The F- I think so. J. Edgar Hoover? I always get those two. J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J. Yeah, Edgar Herbert that Hoover one. was the president. Right, J. Edgar right. Hoover. We're we're always doing that. J. Edgar Hoover, the leader of the F. The, the, you know the founder was he founder of the FBI is one of the first guys. Anyway, I'm getting too much detail, so now I'm getting wrong. But since the days of J. Edgar Hoover, I don't think we've seen an FBI out of control like we have today. And what's crazy is, you know, we have all of this this Trump faith going on out there that he's cleaning up and cleaning out the swamp, but we're seeing the FBI reach levels of insanity that we haven't seen since J. Edgar Hoover. So when we get back after the break, what I want to do is show you a couple stories of reality in the FBI today that will blow your mind. Arrogant men tear up our constitution And from every direction we cry around You can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Do you have your Got Liberty t-shirt yet? What kind of Liberty First gear do you have? Go to chrisannhall.com, click on the shop, go to the Chris Ann Hall's Liberty First gear store, and make sure you have your Liberty wear 
so that you can educate and not simply pontificate. All our t-shirts are geared to educate people to, to start that question in their mind that becomes a, a, a literal computer virus of the mind that makes people change their minds. And so, JC, we've been talking a lot about these uh, red flag laws, about the FBI's crazy report out of Phoenix that has identified thought processes in order to, you know, make somebody a domestic terrorist and all this other kind of stuff. Let me show you this. this Can stuff, I say something first? Yeah, please do. So please before, do. before, I don't know when everybody else listened to this, for us recording this Tuesday, August 20th, mm-hmm. happy birthday, Ron Paul. Oh, <laughs> happy birthday, Ron Paul. <laughs> 84 years old. Seriously? Yep. No way. He's still a pretty spry guy. For Dude, I'm telling you, 84. 80 is the new 70. Uh, 80 is like the new 60. 60 or something. He does <laughs> not look or act. But how many 80-year-olds do you see these days now that are like running around like the... Like the 65, 70-year-olds that we knew when we were little kids. Yeah. There was nobody. If you were 80 when we were, it was like, eh. <laughs> So 84, Ron Paul, thank you, sir, and happy birthday. Happy birthday, Ron Paul. Uh, not his fault all of this stuff is happening. Definitely not. Not, on his, not his fault. So this is an article from Reason, and I have to love Andrea O'Sullivan, who wrote this. She, she, believe it or not, has a beautiful, snarky sense of humor. I love this woman. I want to meet her and shake her hand. I really do. I love reading her articles. And so here's the thing. The FBI is looking for social media companies to comb through social media posts and pinpoint possible threats ahead of time. She says, think of it like a meme illiterate Facebook stalking precog from Minority Report. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I love I love people who are wordsmiths and know how to put this together. So earlier in July, the the FBI posted a solicitation notice for a quote social media alerting subscription which would acquire the services of a company to proactively identify and reactively monitor threats to the United States and its interests through the means of online sources. So the request actually singles out Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and other social media platforms. And this is where she says, this essentially is Minority Report. So just think about this, JC. Um, The... YouTube AI has started flagging our videos again. They left us alone for like three weeks. And now all of a sudden they're flagging our videos, our, these videos that you're watching right now as being offensive. And, and they're, they, then they, then they shadow ban us. That's what they call it really. But they, they, uh, govern us down in distribution and algorithms. And so now I want to show you, this is absolutely crazy. The FBI's released this public service program office for the Office of Chief Information Officer. They released this social media alerting statement and objectives. Listen to this, JC. This is from the FBI office, their report. Are you ready? Everybody ready? To protect U.S. citizens, a method employed by the FBI is the acquisition of subscriptions granting access to tools. These allow 
for the exploitation of lawful collect, lawfully collected slash acquired from social media platforms and stored, vetted, and formatted by a vendor. The mission critical exploitation of social media enables the Bureau to proactively detect, disrupt, and investigate an ever-growing diverse range of threats. More specifically, the Bureau provides real-time situational awareness of indicators and warnings of emerging social media incidents. Seriously, how do you live in an America designed by Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, George Mason, Richard Henry Lee, Patrick Henry, Alexander Hamilton, even Alexander Hamilton would look at this and go, listen to what they have. You know how they do this? They have operation centers and watch floors. Floors of, of government people who all they do is sit around and watch what Americans do. These are groups within the headquarters, they said, and field offices that ensure news and events are identified, vetted, and swiftly reported to the appropriate action groups. The functions of most value by these individuals is early notification, accuracy of information, and the ease by which the information is disseminated. They call this lawfully collected and acquired because they have circumvented the Constitution by bullying these social medias and paying them to hand over your information. And when you license with Facebook, when you license with Twitter, when you license with Instagram, you, as your licensing agreement, allow, you give them permission to share that information. They don't have to tell you who they're sharing it with. But now they're specifically sharing it with the FBI so that they can precog you, right? So they can, now let me remind you of the FBI MMO. You post something on social media about the new world order. You are now precogged by the operation centers and watch floors of the FBI as a domestic terrorist. Explain precog for those who are not movie oh, aficionados. It is, it, it is the prosecution of a crime before it's even committed. So it comes from... The movie, we said, go go watch the go movie and you'll totally it. understand. So the movie is called Minority Report with Tom Cruise. With Tom Cruise, and right. And basically there's, there are these psychics. I don't know, three psychic female. And they're in this jelly stuff. Yeah, and so they're all, you know, their minds are somehow networked together, telepathic, blah, blah, blah. But they're blah, networked into. Into some computer in, monitoring system that monitors right, exactly. everybody, everybody or whatever. So these three and they, super and they can, people can assimilate all of this. Yeah, and, and they, then they issue predictions, predictions about of, crimes that a person will commit in the future. And then Tom Cruise's agency of police officers mm-hmm. uh, go in and arrest the person. In fact, it's called the pre-crime unit. Pre-crime so they unit. go in and arrest the person before they're able to commit the crime that the data collection 
you know, analysts who happen to be psychic in this case uh, say that the person is going to Sort of like FBI profilers on crack. So uh, the only thing missing here is no one's actually psychic. Right, because right. you could almost you could almost give a pass, okay, if the people were truly psychic, then problem. you and you could guarantee the crime is going to commit, and that's the problem in the movie. The that movie it, that turns out not even to be so. Right, because now what we have in the even in the movie are people accused of of going to be committing a crime yeah. who actually were never actually going to be committing a crime so here because you have, the people in charge of the psychics were manipulating the data to target people they didn't like so here's regular non-psychic Joe Schmo people think on they your can, operation watch for yeah, think they can look at your social media mm -hmm. and pretty much call out the hounds to prevent a crime that they think you're going to commit and by the way remember connect that to what we talked about yesterday the fact that they they basically say if you don't trust you know yeah. the accepted narrative yeah. of, of things yeah so if you're watching me on uh, watching us on face on YouTube right now I'm showing you the FBI report if you believe the UN is is being used to erode American sovereignty bam here comes the 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 pre-crime unit yeah if you believe the UN sucks okay, here comes the pre-crime unit pre crime unit if you don't here if if you if the official story surrounding a given terrorist attack or mass shooting is a lie and you don't trust the government Bam, here comes the pre-crime unit. But see, here's the thing. You tie this all in now to the TAPS Act, which now creates, I should say, invents an authority for the FBI, for the Department of Homeland Security, to now empower and use and manipulate local government to actually become these pre-crime units. Yeah, it's like 1984 meets Minority Report. It's it's the Ministry of Truth's pre-crime unit. Uh, and, and, and here it is, America, right here. In, I mean, if you're watching us on YouTube, by the way, if you go to chrisannhall.com and you go to the so site for this particular show, I'm going to be linking these all of these things so you can go on there and read them, them yourself. JC and I are now permanent structures within the pre-crime unit True. database. Right. Absolutely certain like a, on that. Probably a whole list of crimes we're going to commit. Oh, come on. When I got the Southern Poverty Law <laughs> Center personally emailing yeah. me because yeah. they, you know, because you, they don't want to and, write articles without about me without actually having right, my you input. Are, and you are uh, pro-slavery pro-segregation I am not what was, those things no, but I'm saying, uh, that's what the Southern Poverty Law Center says their, their perspective which is mm -hmm. what her questions were because because of what you believe which right. is liberty and the Constitution, Constitution uh, and state state sovereignty so federalism right right uh, our Republican system of federalism right uh, that therefore you're guilty of believing supporting slavery segregation oppression of LGBTQ people um, and a couple other things. So there, so there's a whole list of crimes that you're guilty of because of exactly. what you believe. Exactly. So now the precog unit is going to the pre-crimes unit and their precoggers on their watch floors listening to the show where they already have YouTube going to be telling us that this show is offensive so that not everybody, I mean, we have nearly 30,000 subscribers at YouTube. We're lucky if 300 people see our shows. Is this FBI or NSA? This sounds like an NSA 
what what they would do. I mean, yeah. this, when you look at social media, you're that, you're collecting streams of data, right? It sounds like that's what the like, FBI is doing now. Hmm. I, I don't think it's a lot this of overlap point, in the I, homeland security. That's what I'm saying, Jason. I don't think you can see that there's a difference anymore. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. JC, I got one more story for us, and unfortunately, this is a told you so story. I hate when these happen, but this happened right here in our state of Florida. And I sent you the article, I don't know if you had time to read it or not, but a Florida man has now had, and, and the article says, that the, the article reads, Florida man has lost his 2A rights thanks to red flag laws and mistaken identity. But really, we know this Florida was like the, the, the leader in this current push for red flag laws because right. of Parkland and because of the, the um, nightclub thing, the pride nightclub Pulse. thing. Pulse, Pulse, mm -hmm. that's right. It was a P. I didn't know what one it was. But anyway, last week, a Florida man which, had his... Which the, the gay Muslim guy shot up, by right. the way. Yeah, the gay, got, the gay Muslim guy shot up the gay Pulse nightclub. And uh, then you also have the Parkland thing where the sheriff ordered his people to not protect. And now we have mysteriously a bunch of officers that have died in the line of duty. Nonetheless, oh, there you go. Oh, You're on the FBI's right. list. Oh, wait a minute. Here come the here comes the pre-crime pre -crime unit, unit bust, busting in our door. We just have to keep moving around, JC. So just last week, a man in Florida had his firearms confiscated simply because he had the same name as a criminal. Mm -hmm. You've had that happen to you. Mm -hmm. You got pulled into the police station for having the same name as yeah. a criminal. Yeah, one just one letter, different middle just, name. Right. So James uh, James C. Hall, that's me, and he was James R. R. Hall. Right. And nevertheless, you know. I shudder to think what would have happened if your wife hadn't been a, a prosecutor, prosecutor mm -hmm. in the same state attorney's office that at the exact same time they pulled oh, you in. Oh, they were in. ready to cuff me, they buddy. Were, oh, man. And then I get on the phone, I'm like, hey, man. Despite the Do fact... Do I got to come get my husband out of jail? Oh, Miss Hall, we didn't realize that was your husband. Yeah, despite the fact that the facts of the event did not match reality. Like, I, I couldn't possibly have been who they were talking about. But nevertheless, just simply because two parts of a three-part name uh, matched. That's it. That mm -hmm. was the whole th that drove right. the entire process, despite the fact that other things... Didn't line up. Didn't line up. All right. So. So now imagine on he, this level. So, no, this is this is like your situation imagine. on crack because his wife was not a prosecutor, right? So he is stripped of his firearms because the pl police failed to differentiate between a law-abiding citizen and a thug, even though it was evident they had the wrong man. Mr. Carpenter, the wrong man, was forced to hand over his firearms. He had no hearing, no court proceeding, no due process. So not only did he did they strip him of his right to keep and bear arms, they stripped him of his right to due process. Amen, says Dan Crenshaw. Yeah, thank you, Dan Crenshaw. And every legislator in the state of Florida and governor, then governor, Chris, uh, not Chris, uh, Scott, Rick, Scott, Rick Scott, 
This is Rick Scott's baby here in Florida, so don't be telling me these glorious stories about Senator Rick Scott. He's no better as a senator than he was as a governor, and he was an awful governor, okay? So Carpenter's Firearms, listen to, oh, this is, because I told you so. Carpenter's Firearms had to remain in police custody until he got, he got to court, right? So this lady filed a complaint against the bad guy, quote unquote, Carpenter has to keep his, the police take his firearms and keep them until the bad guy comes to court. Not until Carpenter comes to court, but until the bad guy can come to court or the lady who filed the charges will come to court and say Carpenter is not the guy, right? She's actually got to say, no, that's not that guy. Then, then Carpenter has to petition the court to get his firearms back the whole time he has to pay the government all these court fees, all these legal fees to get his stuff back. This is just like the, the um, uh, uh, civil asset forfeiture. They steal your stuff without due process and then you have to pay to get it back. So we have right to keep and bear arms. We have Fourth Amendment unlawful seizure. We got Fifth Amendment incrimination. We got Sixth Amendment denial of a trial. We got Seventh Amendment pulling of property without a, ju a tr jury trial. We've got the Eighth Amendment. We've got cruel and unusual punishment and excessive fines all right here. And I told you so. Hoorah, Crenshaw. Hoorah. Oh, my goodness. Hey. Look, everybody, I'm going to be posting an article on Red Flag Laws 2 that outlined this stuff dot by dot by dot so you can share that as well. We cannot let this stuff remain. This is a whole new level of tyranny in America, and God help us.